Welcome to Dog Save the People, a show about how dogs make our lives better. I'm John Bartlett, your host. This has been a tough year, but filled with progress. The vaccines arrived, and now even boosters. However, we're still not out of the woods yet. Now more than ever, as the pandemic continues, we are all cherishing our dogs in different, deeper kinds of ways that keep us sane. As we wrap up another year of this show, I wanted to thank all of you out there who tune in to Dog Save the People. This year, we welcomed our European correspondent, Nina May, from Wonder Dog Magazine to our pack, along with continuing to have our West Coast correspondent, Ellen Belandante, on board. Dog Save the People passed the 100-episode mark, and I'm so proud of all the great guests we've been able to have on the show. Here's a look back at some snippets from this year's episodes. that dogs are great no matter what stage of life you're in because they listen when you complain, they get excited when you're excited, and they comfort you when you're sad, and they'll stick by you no matter what unless they hear some food drop on the floor. One of the most important elements about dogs is that we have been co-evolving with them for so long, and these relationships from early childhood, and some people even choose to have animals with them right up until the end of life care. And one of the reasons they do is that these are some of the most reliable and safe relationships that people have in their lives. So they serve this very important element of safety. Lily's the oldest dog I've ever had now. I very much started tuning in to old dogs and they just sort of couldn't care in a way that is very endearing (laughs) but also they care about you I mean Lily really doesn't like me to be out of her sight she does a lot of prodding me and my leg just so that I know that she's here and you know that they're not going to be around for that long either that makes it all much more precious too what's our biggest common bond with so many people in the world it's our love of animal companions yeah And if you could love something that's not your same species, you obviously are embracing something that's different than you are. And then if you are the person that your dog thinks you are, you're gonna aspire to the best parts of yourself, of empathy, of accepting people for their differences as they accept us and we accept them. A lot of these veterans would share with me, I know my family means well, but even if they want to listen. I'm not comfortable sharing the story. I'm not comfortable being that vulnerable with that kind of pain. But I can turn to my service dog and I can talk about anything and my dog accepts me. I went on the local shelter's website and the very first dog that I had clicked on under the adoptable dogs said special needs. His special need was born deaf. Dogs can just open up people's minds but I think it opens up their hearts. Cole has literally met probably tens of thousands of people and he has never had a person that he has shied away from. He has never had somebody that he turns his back to. I always try to tell my students, it's not about talking about our differences, it's about celebrating our differences. People's assumptions of rescue dogs, people's assumptions of queer or trans people. When you're either ostracized or treated badly, Sometimes that affects a person, you know, or sometimes affects the dog. Of course it does. And just watching a dog transform 
I think in turn can also help that person. We just need someone to be there or someone to survive for. You know, I've worked with HIV my entire life, right? And I mean, I've spent my career teaching other people to have self-compassion and to love themselves and all the things that I found very difficult to do for myself in that moment. I had this crazy thought, which was like, maybe I should get a dog <laughs> and found myself with this beautiful living creature that just was the anecdote to like everything that sort of plagued me in that moment. Men in general are not very good at talking about how they feel. In fact, we're pretty awful at it. And so the idea is literally to create a safe space where a, a walk host or dog dude, a trained dog dude, can create that safe space for a number of men to turn up with a dog or dogs and you set off on a walk and you talk. And it sounds really simple and it sounds like, what's the big deal with that? But actually for guys, that's a huge deal. I'm not sitting here pretending and I don't write in the book that dogs are a cure-all for all of our problems. But if a problem shared is a problem halved or whatever proverb you want to bring up about the incredible comfort that comes from sharing pain with other human beings, the same is true of having a canine companion through something like grief or, in my case, depression. When you have PTSD, you can't undo the damage that's been done, but at least there's steps along the way just to help you manage one day at a time. You get to meet this dog that is not going to be an instant fix, but is going to give you the courage and the ability to tackle things you didn't think you were going to be able to tackle before. It's almost like this wall comes down and you just know it's going to be okay. You know, as long as we can do this, we're going to have therapy dogs at the airport. You really can see people's shoulders dropping and big smiles coming across their face. And it's this energy that it's like a ripple effect. You know, the first people who recognize and start petting the dog and then other people come up and then people start talking to each other. And I say we create these little mini friendships or mini families for that moment. And it's really so beautiful. What I saw with the dogs in Istanbul is that they have all these relationships throughout the city with people, strangers who are nice to them in a way that feels so healthy. And those dogs feel so fully actualized as beings. So that really transformed my ideas about what kind of society I would like to live in, in terms of our relationship with dogs. A pet in the White House, I think it shows us that the president is a person, somebody who has a family and a life and downtime, you know, a dog that he needs to throw a ball with. And to love an animal and, and bring an animal into your life, you know, requires a great deal of compassion and ability to care for another creature, which I think is very important in our leaders. It's not easy necessarily to understand your dog. You really have to put in the effort. You really have to think and listen and watch. And that takes silence. If we were able to grant that courtesy to some of our fellow humans, our relationships would be easier to manage. They would be kinder and they would be more empathetic. The deeper message that I received from Cooper was how I was affecting her and how she was mirroring a lot of my own sensitivities. You know, being kind of cautious with certain people and maybe I would pretend like very friendly and nice, but I was unsure of people. She was just living it out. Like she was acting it out. And 
that shifted a lot for me where I, I realized like, okay, here she's mirroring back to me qualities within myself that maybe I need to work on for myself, but also for her. It's wonderful to be able to really work with dogs on a day-to-day basis. And I think that anybody who has dogs or lives with dogs or near dogs or you know is curious about dogs really can benefit from learning more about how they think and the kinds of reasons why they behave in the ways that they do. Understanding their behavior is the best way that any of us can go about making sure that our dogs are happy. I'm trying to build a company based on designing dog parks. There is no reason that dog parks can't be beautiful, beautiful, fun spaces and places for everyone. There is lots of room for improvement and new ideas, you know. And so the nicer it is for us, the more time we'll spend there playing with our dogs, the happier they will be. We didn't get dogs to pick up poop and spend money on vet bills. We got them because we love them and playing with them and having fun. Dogs have been for many centuries seen as like a companion or a protector or family. We wanted to add muse and the impact that this has in things like design or fashion or anything comes back to that idea. They are the muse. They are like the inspiration for people. One owner, he made one comment about his beloved dog died just a few weeks short of his bark mitzvah. That's why I thought, oh, I get it. This is an Upper East Side Jewish dog. And so that flavored the whole obituary. At the end, when he passes, I said, the family will be sitting Shiva. Oh, great. My kids would beg and beg for a pet, and specifically a dog. And I would just tell them no. And then along came COVID. And I felt like our family really needed a lifeline. After all of these years of being very judgmental about other dog owners and promising myself I was going to set all these boundaries with Kittle and always have him sleep in a crate, of course now he sleeps next to me in bed. And my favorite time of the day is when we wake up together in the morning and we're just lying there together. And he just makes everything better. If there is some supreme being in our lives that came to me when I was sleeping and said, George, we're going to give you two choices. The first choice is you can continue. You know, we're going to leave you alone. You can wake up and things are just going to continue the way they are. That's option one. Option two is we're going to take you now. And John, if I'm going to be rigorously honest, there have been times in my life I would have chosen B. Yeah. But I still don't think that no one would ever take care of them or love them the way I do. And they've given me so much, I got to pay it back. Beautiful. Thank you again to all of our listeners for sticking with this. We hope you find these episodes inspiring and reflect back the joy of dogs that all of us involved feel so strongly about. Here's to a brighter year in 2022 with more great dog conversations. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is made by As It Should Be, a production company and content studio. It is made with the support of Scott Benaglio, 
executive producer, and Jack Summer, our producer and editor. And special thanks to Daniel Lampert, our neighbor and composer, for creating the music for the show. You can follow Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To sign up for our monthly email newsletter, you can go to dogsavethepeople.com. On the website, you'll also be able to find merch in our new online gift shop. This includes shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, where profits go to supporting independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, please drop a note to the email address bark at dogsavethepeople.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog outside and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.